I want you to open your Bibles this morning to the book of Philippians, the fourth chapter. Philippians chapter 4. And in a few moments, we'll begin reading at verse 10. Philippians 4, verse 10. I never cease to be amazed at how God leads me to the messages that I bring. You may think that I just go to a sermon file or something. No, I, I just wait on God. Just wait on him until he gives me a word. Well, I sat down last night to, um, to write out what I thought was the word God had for us. I was going to speak on the 10 I am's of Jesus in the gospel of John. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the resurrection. So I sat down to start writing about that. And I'm telling you, I couldn't believe where I ended up. And, and you're going to wish I'd have ended up at the other place because this is a tough message. But uh, I want you to know I've already repented, okay? And you can go ahead and repent right now if you want to before I get into it. Because, man, this, this, this message, I mean, it gets right down where we live. Because I think there's a disconnect. Now stay with me very carefully. I think there's a disconnect between what we believe in our heads and what we actually live out moment by moment and day by day in our walk with God. See, I know a whole lot more than I live up to. Oh my God, it's not a lack of knowledge. It's somehow how this truth that is so true really operates in my daily life. Listen, Christianity is wonderful about being forgiven of our sins. Praise God. It's wonderful about going to heaven when we die. Hallelujah. But what about now as we live one day at a time? What about our daily life? What about our daily walk with God? What about how the way we respond to what's going on in our life? Have you ever felt like that everything around you and pertaining to you was out of control? Well, it's just, there's so many things, Brother Fred, that are out of control. I, I, I just can't control them. Do you ever get frustrated because you can't control everything that's going on in your life and around your life. You know, there are a lot of things that uh, we can't control. Do you realize this? Uh, did you know that we can't control the weather? Did you know that? But I sure can murmur and ask for it to quit raining. We can't control the weather. And I'll tell you nothing. Have you ever noticed you can't control the way people drive? You just can't control the way they drive. Do you ever get frustrated the way other people drive? Uh, I tell you nothing. We sure can't control the government. <laughs> if we did, there'd be a lot of changes made. I tell you another thing I found out. We can't control our children. Now, we do everything we can, but we can't control everything they do. And when they get to be teenagers, we hope we can just control some of the things they do. Have you ever noticed you can't control everything? Your children do, whether they're 15 or 50. 
Have you ever noticed that um, you can't control the people you work with? You, you can't control them. You, you never know what's going to come up at work. Have you ever noticed that you uh, can't control your husband or your wife? Now, you're not supposed to try to, and you're wasting your time if you try to. If I could just control her, no, you're not going to do that. It's not right. And you, well, if I could just control him, well, forget it. But see, I'm trying to say to you that life is filled with things that we just can't control. We don't have any control over them. Now, th- this is going to surprise you. Did you know you can't control your thoughts? Oh, you can redirect your thoughts. You can redirect them. And you can refuse unholy and unrighteous thoughts. But you can't stop things from popping into your mind. I mean, they should, but you say, I refuse that. I, I won't receive that. I re- re- redirect it. You know, you really can't even control. You can stop it at the door. But you can't control your thoughts. You know, uh, you can't control your tongue most of the Well, the Bible says the tongue no man can tame. And I believe that um, by the power of Jesus, you'll see we can. But nobody bats a thousand in controlling their tongue. Is there anybody here, here that ever said, never says anything they shouldn't say? Okay, so that's case proven. You can't control your tongue. You can but it's a battle. I tell you another thing you can't control. You can't control your health. I mean, you just get over one thing and then there's another thing. Now, you're young now and enjoying your health. But when you get to be my age, you just say, Lord, what's it going to be today? You try to figure out what it's going to be today. You know, uh, I tell you one thing I found out. You can't control traffic. Have you ever noticed that? Every time I start somewhere, somebody just had a wreck two blocks down the way. I can't control that. I, I tell you nothing. You can't control how long you have to wait in the doctor's office. You can't control that. You say, Brother Fred, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Is there anything we can control? I'm glad you ask. You can, res- you can control how you respond to what you can't control. Now, you listen at that. See, I can't control everything, but I can control the way I respond to the things I can't control. You see, I've said this many times. I just wish it would be a connect between here and here. It's not your circumstances. It's the way you respond to your circumstances that determine the condition of your life. But you say, Brother Fred, uh, life hadn't treated me fair. Life never treats you fair. If you're expecting life to treat you fair, start over. But you can control how you respond to what you can't control. Now, let let me just read this to you. In Philippians 4, I want you to listen to this. Here was a man who said, I've learned to control what I can't control. In Philippians chapter 4, 
of verse 10. Now, now listen to this. This is the Apostle Paul. And he's just talking about his life. And he says, you know, in verse 10, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. He was writing to the people in Philippi and said, listen, there was a time when you were very sensitive to my needs. There was a time when you always reached out to me. But, but that kind of waned away. He said, but I'm glad that uh, your care for me has flourished again. E- even though you surely did care, but you lacked an opportunity. Paul said, it wasn't that you didn't care about me. Man, I knew you did, but things happened that you just weren't able to continue to care about me, Paul, like you did in the beginning. But then he said this. Don't miss it. Not that I speak in regard to need. Now hear this. I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I'll tell you what helped me. Paul said, when you were caring for me, that was fine. When you weren't caring for me, that was fine. Because let me tell you something I've learned. I've learned. Now, would you underscore that word? He said, I've learned. He didn't say it came natural to me. It was something that I just said, that's the kind of person I am. Oh, no, 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 no. He said, I have learned. Now, that encourages me. He said, I've learned something. I've learned in whatever state I am to be content. Whatever's on my plate, I've learned to deal with it. I know what it is to be content. I know what it is not to be frustrated. I know what it is to be fruitful. He said, for I've learned in whatever state I'm in to be content. Now now look at verse 12. He said, I know how to be abased. He said, I know how it is to be brought low. I know how it is when everything's gone wrong. I know how it is when I have nothing. And I know how it is when I have no, seem to have nobody around me to encourage me. And to, he said, I, I'm telling you, I, I, have, uh, I know how to be brought low. And then he goes on and says, but I know how to abound. He said, I know how to have nothing. And I know how to have plenty. Now, you, that, that's a pretty big chasm there. But he said, he goes on and says, I know how to have nothing, and I know to have, how to have plenty. Now, get this. Don't miss this. Everywhere and in all things. Now, you need to underline that. And I need everywhere and in all things. I have learned to be full and to be hungry. To abound and to suffer need. He said, I'm telling you, when there are things, many things in my life I can't control, I've learned how to be content. I've learned. Wasn't something that came naturally. He said, I've learned. But then he opens a whole new door. Well, Paul, would you please tell me why you, uh, how you learned to be content? How you learned, and by the way, you say, Brother Fred, uh, did he ever have any hardship? Did he ever have any difficult circumstances? Well, why don't you turn with me over to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And and let me just give you his testimony. 
And I thank God he learned how to be content. I learned how he, I'm glad he learned how not to be frustrated. So it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I believe it's verse 11. Let, let me see where that is. Um, I got it written down here somewhere. 2 Corinthians 10. Let me, let me look over there and see if that's it. That, that's it. Now listen to his testimony. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. He said, now you remember he said, I've learned in everywhere and all things, I've learned to be content. I've learned not to be frustrated, not to be overcome. I've learned to be content. So did he ever get in any difficult situations? All right, in 2 Corinthians uh, 11 verse 23, he's talking about other preachers. Are they ministers of Christ? He said, I speak as a fool. I, he said, I am, listen to what he said, I am in more labors. I labored abundantly. He said, I worked harder than all of them. In stripes, I got way more stripes when they beat me than they did. In fact, I was in prison a whole lot more than they were in prison. He said, oftentimes, my life was in danger. Verse 24 of 2 Corinthians 11. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes minus one. He said, five times they beat me with 39 stripes. Because if they'd beat me with 40, it would have killed me. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Now, Paul, you said I've learned in everywhere and all things to be content. Everywhere and in all things. I was shipwrecked a night and a day. I've been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among most false brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst and fastings, often in cold and nakedness, and beside other things comes upon me the daily care of the church. Now, do you, you just hear that was his testimony. But you know, this man said, I've learned in ev- everywhere and in all things to be content. Paul, how in the world did you learn that? How how did you deal with everything that was on your plate? Look at verse 23 of, uh, of that passage in Colossians. You know what he said? Over, in, over, over there in Philippians 4, 23, he said this. I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. Wait a minute. He said, the way I respond to things I can't control is I find that it is through Jesus Christ and his presence in my life that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You say, well, he was a strong person. He he didn't say that. He talked about how weak he was. You say, well, he he had it all together. No, he never said that. 
But he said this, I'm not going to get frustrated when they put me in jail. And I'm not going to get frustrated when they beat me with 39 stripes. And I'm not going to get frustrated when they beat me with rods. And I'm not going to be frustrated when I'm in this peril and that peril. He said, even when I was in the, uh, the, the ocean, a day and a night, in everywhere and in all things, I learned to be content. How? He said it. I can do all things by making up my mind not to get upset. No. He said, I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. Now, this is where we got to get the connect. Many, 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 many things in our life we cannot control. But through Christ, we can control the way we respond to that which we can't control. Now, there are those of you here today, most of us, who have legitimate concerns about our future. In our older age, well, hey, we have concerns. In middle age, we have concerns. We go through places in our life where there are genuine concerns about the future. But let me just say this to you. You never, ever resolve that by worry or by fear. You have to fall back on this. Whatever comes into my life, whatever God allows to be on my plate, I know this. I can do all things through Jesus Christ, who is my strength. I'm not going to depend on myself. I'm not going to depend on my self-control. I'm not going to depend on my ability. And frankly, I'm not really going to depend on everybody around me. Because I'll tell you, the way I can respond to things I can't control is by controlling the way I respond. And that is, I can do all things through Jesus Christ who is my strength. I want to ask you this. Are you frustrated or are you fruitful? You see, a lot of things that we can't control, they will absolutely frustrate us. Or if we allow Jesus to be our life, we will not be frustrated. We will be fruitful. Now let me read you a couple of verses. See, Paul knew this. He learned this. And that's how I got to the place where he could say, I've learned in everywhere and in all things to be content. Over in John chapter 15, Jesus said, let me tell you how you can be fruitful and not be frustrated. In John chapter 15, verse 4, listen to what he said. Abide in me. Jesus said, I want you to abide in me. Now let me tell you what that means. Trust in, rely on. Cling to, focus on. He said, trust in me. Rely on me. Focus on me. Cling to me. He said, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, neither can you unless you abide in me. He said, if you don't abide in me, you're not going to be fruitful. You're going to be frustrated. And then he goes on and says, In verse 5 of John 15, I am the vine, 
and you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Now, I'm going to be frank with you. I can't, if I'm not abiding in Jesus Christ, and I'm going to talk to you about that, then I'm going to be frustrated. I'm going to be frustrated with everything I can't control. I'll be frustrated with the way people drive. I'll be frustrated, uh, you know, with uh, uh, the way people act at work. I'll be fr- See, you, you're either going to be frustrated or fruitful. Now, let's face it now. A, a lot of us in here, we, we, we battle frustration. I do. You do. We, we can act real pious and real spiritual and say, Brother Fred, I am so nice 24-7. I know better than that. I know better than that. But I'm saying to you, don't tell me it is impossible to to respond the way God wants us to respond. Because Paul said, in everywhere and all things, I have learned to be content. And it is abiding in Christ that enables us to be fruitful and not frustrated. You know, you say, well, Brother Fred, that means to rely on, to cling to to depend on, to trust in, to surrender to Jesus, that's right, to focus on Him. Let let me tell you how you can know that you're frustrated and not fruitful. Well, first of all, when you're frustrated and not fruitful, you murmur and you complain, you know. And I know you never murmur, I know that. You get close, but you never murmur, I understand. Not one of you murmured about how much rain we've had. Not a one of you in this room, I can tell. I did, but y'all didn't. The main thing was I didn't want to get my hair wet. You understand how that goes. <laughs> Over in Philippians, it says, in the chapter 2, it says, do all things without grumbling and arguing. That's what it says. So if you find yourself murmuring and complaining and grumbling and griping, Guess what? You're frustrated. And that's not Christ. That, that's not a testimony. Well, what if your little kids in the back seat hear you just murmuring and complaining and grumbling about everything, and then you say to them, now, I'll tell you one thing, it's so wonderful to have peace in Jesus. Come on. <laughs> you would be amazed how many people listen to what you say and look at how you do so if you find yourself murmuring and complaining, you're, you're, you're frustrated. And you're not fruitful. If, if you find there's just a lack of self-control. The Bible says, boy, this, you know, of all the fruits of the Spirit, this is the one that gets most of us. The Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and gentleness and goodness and kindness and faithfulness and long-suffering and patience and self control that's the fruit of the spirit self-control so we respond to the things we can't control by controlling the way we respond and by the fruit of the spirit it's self-control it's patience it's long-suffering so it's a lack of self-control if you if, if you're frustrated let me tell you another way that you, you know you're frustrated and not fruitful Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. 
my strength and my redeemer. Lord, let my words and my thoughts, when everything around me is out of control and I can't control, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. You can't control everything that happens around you, but you can control how you respond to what happens to you. And I tell you, it it doesn't please God when we're frustrated. And I know that we all deal with it. I deal with it. And see, I don't want to disconnect between I'm saying that Jesus Christ, I can do all things through Christ. And then over here, I make exceptions. Well, that doesn't mean this and that doesn't mean that. Paul said, in everywhere, in all things. I've learned to be content. Well, you say, well, Brother Fred, how in the world do you respond to the things you can't control? How do you do that? Well, you realize that you're totally incapable of living the Christian life in your own power. See, that, that's, that, that's the tragedy of religion. Religion is outward pressure to keep the rules. Do not lie, do not curse, do not smoke, do not drink, do not commit sexual sin. And all of those are sin, and that's, that's true. And, 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 and the Christianity has certain moral boundaries and certain moral foundations. But the thing we have to realize is that religion is outward pressure to keep those rules. But the truth is, I can't keep them in my own power. Religion puts pressure on the outside. Christianity is Jesus changes you on the inside. And you'll never respond to the frustrating things in your life until Jesus changes you on the inside. You can try, you can struggle, you can make promises, but it ain't going to work. You just got to say, Lord, I am helpless. I'm helpless. I mean, I want to underline that, Lord, I am helpless. I am weak. I can't. You never said I could. But Jesus, you can. You came. You overcame the world. You overcame the flesh. You overcame the devil. You, You are victorious. And Jesus Christ, you have come to live inside of me. And now it's not me, but it is Christ in me that responds to those things I cannot control. The most frustrating thing in the world is try to live the Christian life in your own power. You can't do it. Regardless of where you are. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm never going to do that again. And I'm never going to go there again. And I'm never going to say that again. And I'm thankful for the will that you have. But I'll tell you, when you say that, it'll be by the grace of God. It'll be the power of Jesus. It'll be by the power of the Holy Spirit that I don't do that because I've made promises before and I broke every one of them. So what was Paul's secret? I can do all things through Christ, who is my strength. Boy, that changes the whole dimension. Let me tell you how that works in your life. In Colossians chapter 1, verses 10 through 14, I want you to listen how this works in your life. How you can 
you, you can de- start depending on Jesus and not on yourself. In Colossians uh, 1, verses 10 through 14, this is what it says. Well, let's go back and start in uh, verse 9. Now, now listen to what he said about how he was going to be content. He said, for this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. And ask that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. He said, I'm praying that you would walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. And here it is. I'm praying that you be strengthened with might according to his glorious power. He said, I'm praying that God will strengthen you with all might by his glorious power to all patience and long-suffering with thanksgiving. Wow. I can't control that. But Lord, strengthen me with your glorious might to patience and long-suffering with thanksgiving. Christ. And, and let me give thanks, it says in verse 2, giving thanks to the Father. Hey, listen. I, I mean, we've got to say, Lord, I want you to strengthen me by your spirit, so that when all these things that I can't control are in my life, that I will not depend on myself, that I'll look, I'll focus on you, Jesus, and I'll surrender to you, Jesus, and I'll depend on you, Jesus. I will not try to do it in the energy of the flesh. In, in that same book, Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, it says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, put on kindness, Put on humility, put on meekness and long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, you must do so also. But above all things, above all things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and that the peace of God rule in your hearts. Hey, listen, we've got to get it. We've got to have no disconnect. It's got to connect that without Jesus, I can do nothing. But through Jesus, I can do all things. See, that's the deal. And so what we've got to do every day is we've got to abide in Christ. I mean, listen, moment by moment by moment by moment, we've got to look to Jesus. We've got to look to Jesus I love Galatians 2.20 where Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. I've been put to death. And nevertheless, I live, but Christ lives in me. Oh, isn't that good? When you're in a big traffic jam, Christ lives in you. And when you can't control the things that are going on in the office, Christ lives in you. And when all things are going on around you, Christ lives in you. Isn't that awesome? When somebody's riding on the rear of your bumper and it just you just want to get aggravated and put on your brakes and make him hit you in the back you know you you can say no Christ lives in me and he'll take care of that I'm gonna tell you man I'm glad that this world is not my home I'm just passing through I'm just telling you but I, I, I got good news for you Paul said I learned in everywhere and all things to be content Why? Because Christ lives in me. 
And I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. I can forgive. I can be patient. I can be kind. I can be long-suffering. I can overcome temptation. I can overcome the devil. I can overcome the world. I can overcome the flesh because Jesus Christ lives in me. He lives in me. And it's not me, but it's Christ in me. Let, let me just say this. This is the way you abide in Christ. This is the way you let him be your life. This is the way you let Jesus, who lives in you, respond to those things you can't control. Number one, you've got to surrender to him every day. Let me tell you something. Christianity is not going to church on Sunday morning. Christianity is not calling on God like 911 when there's an emergency. Let me tell you something about Christianity. It's 24-7, 24-7, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You totally depend on Jesus Christ. You say, well, I don't have to do that. And you're going to mess up royally, I'm telling you right now. You've got pride in your heart that says, Brother Fred, I'm not weak. Yes, you are. You just don't know it. And it's when you realize that you're weak that you will depend on the Lord Jesus Christ totally and completely. I always get nervous about the person who says, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. And they never mention Jesus. I want to say to them, well, then you're going to mess up. You need to tell me what Jesus is going to do when you depend on him and surrender to him and trust him. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day. We've got to surrender to Jesus. When we get up in the morning, Lord, I can't live the Christian life today. I'll get frustrated. I'll mess up. I'll say things I shouldn't say. But, oh, Jesus, you live in me. Make me sensitive. And I'm asking you to live through me, Jesus. Control my mind, Lord Jesus. Control my eyes. Control my tongue. Control my heart. Control my hands and feet. Jesus, would you, you live through this? You know, the Bible says present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. I look back on it, and somehow when I grew up in church, I thought Jesus was somebody that was with me in Sunday school and in worship, and then I went to school the next day, and sometime I'd, uh, next Sunday I'd check back in with Jesus and find out how things were going. Let me tell you something. Nothing is further from the truth. Nothing, nothing is further. Well, you don't understand. I went to church. I'd, I've taken care of my spiritual responsibility. No, you ain't been nothing but a hypocrite. That's all you've been. You're telling me, Brother Fred, I have got to be absolutely surrendered to Jesus and depend on him moment by moment and every day and look to him and ask him to give me the power to love and the power to forgive and the power to say no and the power to say yes and the power to be patient and the power to be kind. Yes, you have got to look to Jesus and he will do it by the Holy Spirit because the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and gentleness and goodness and kindness and faithfulness. It's not the fruit of you trying. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit who's producing it in you. I tell you, it's a battle, y'all. I, 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 just, I, just, I get upset with myself because there's a disconnect between what I know and how I respond. That ought not to be. I'll never go through anything like Paul went through. And he said, I've learned in everywhere and all things to be content. You've got to surrender to Jesus. 
You've got to feed on his word. You've got to get in this book and you've got to feed on it. You've got to study it and, and you've got to let, let it find its place in your heart. And then you just got to talk to Jesus about everything. Let me just tell you something. Just talk to him about everything. Man, just talk to him about everything. You know, I, I, I'm having trouble. I really don't like him. Well, you say, well, Lord Jesus, that's not right. I want you to take that out of my heart. And I want you to give me love for him. Lord, Lord, you know that I'm frustrated with the way people drive. Lord, you know it just drives me crazy. But Lord Jesus, you live in me. And it don't drive you crazy. You never got a, a, upset when there was a donkey traffic jam. You never did. <laughs> and that's about how crazy it is getting upset with the way people drive. I don't, want to live, I don't want to live a frustrated life. I, I don't want to live on edge. I, I don't want to live with anger deep down inside. And so all I can say is, Jesus, I can't deal with all these things I can't control. But you live in me. And help me to respond the right way to things I can't control. Now look, you've got to keep looking to Jesus. You've got to keep in his word. You've got to talk to him about everything. Just talk to him about everything. You said, well, you know, has he got time? Listen, he's eternal. He's got all the time in the world. Isn't he busy? No, he's not busy. Listen, I'm telling you, you can talk to him about anything. I mean anything. Just go on and talk to him about it. And tell him you've got to have help, that you can't make it. He's just waiting on you to do that so he can show himself strong in your life. Surrender to him. Listen to him in his word. Talk to him. Just talk to him. And depend on him. Depend on him. Depend on him. Depend on him. I, I love what David said. Because I know he meant it. I said, David, I heard you preached a pretty good sermon. He said, no, it wasn't me. I said, I know it, David, it wasn't you. I know who it was. It was Jesus in you. And folks, listen, as you overcome temptation, as you overcome the world, as you overcome the flesh, as you overcome the devil, as you live a godly life and other people see Jesus in you, it's not you, but it's Christ in you. And that's why all glory, honor, and praise goes to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. How are you responding to what you can't control? How are you responding to your circumstances? Can you say with Paul, I learned it everywhere and in all things to be content? How? I can do all things through Christ who is my strength.